Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Explode, your expert business show. Uh, this is a podcast for coaches, speakers, and trainers uh, who want to grow their businesses while making an impact and a difference in the world. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and every week I bring you different episodes, sometimes where we interview clients, sometimes we interview, uh, we do a solo episode to give you the behind the scene of what's going on with GTEx. Sometimes uh, we interview incredible guests like we have today to share a bit more about what they do behind the scene to grow their businesses and also give you an insight in their ideas that they are, what is they're working with, with their clients. And now, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, make sure you subscribe to the show right now. And also, if you like what you're going to hear in the interview, remember to leave us a review. Uh, last but not least, before we introduce our guest for today, uh, we have a guide that we have created for you, which is a checklist called the Expert Business Checklist. And, uh, you know, so running a coaching and speaking business can be very uh, confusing, <laughs> to use a nice word at times, very frustrating because you don't know where to go, left, right and center. So here's a checklist that you can use to create peace in your life where you're going to complete it and it's going to tell you where you're at, what you should be focusing on at this stage of your business to move to the next stage for you. So then you know you're going to spend time doing the right thing for you. So if you want to get access to the checklist, make sure you scroll in the show notes, click the link and download it straight away. Now, it is time to introduce our guest of the day. Uh, Judith Germain is an author or, and as an authority on Maverick Leadership, author, keynote speaker, consultant, editor, and podcaster. She's a charter fellow of the CIPD and has over 30 years of leadership and the head of HR director experience. She's passionate about helping leaders and organization improve the leadership impact and influence. And today we're going to talk about how Maverick leaders improve their impact and influence. So welcome to the show, Judith. Jermaine, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Simone? I'm incredibly well. Really excited <laughs> about uh, this uh, interview, talking about uh, Maverick leadership. So tell us a bit more about uh, what is Maverick leadership? I, I want to go straight <laughs> into it. I, what is Maverick leadership? <laughs> okay. Okay. So first of all, um, I've been defining Maverick since uh, 2005 as willfully independent people. So that's the definition for Maverick. And Maverick leadership is like a philosophy. It's a way of being as well as way of leading. So for example, my view about leadership is that it is not about a coat that you put on when you get to work. It's more like the underpants that you put on when you get up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so you know, so Maverick leadership is who you are and what you do. So it's it's the merging of that. So it's not like a, a facade that we put. It's not a dress. It is literally the core. It is oh. the core because if you think about leadership, generally speaking, in the past, it's all about what you do to someone. It's all about manipulation even if I don't use those words, because it's never about the individual and the impact that they are making on the task of the individual. It's about, this is what you need to do to get your followers to do that. Uh, th there is a question now. So what happens to those one that don't wear underpants? But I'm not sure we <laughs> need to address this in this podcast, so we can move on. <laughs> uh, so how did you end up, uh, how did you end up uh, 
talking about maverick leadership and uh, um, doing what you do right now? It's a really good question. I didn't even realize I was a maverick. Um, <laughs> she seems really bizarre now. Um, I always thought differently to other people. I always saw things clearly. Um, and I always enjoyed working with those that were the most challenging. Um, so I ended up making a career of working these, with these type of individuals who were highly intelligent, very, very creative, had a certain way of working and a certain way of being. And in fact, you know, I started off with rescuing Mavericks, as it were, um, taking the trouble out of troublesome talent um, before I started focusing on broader aspect in terms of leadership in itself. So how does it work? Like, what were you doing? <laughs> well, I decided to really focus on this. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm, no, yeah, I'm curious on, you mentioned that you were working with Mavericks. Okay, let me qualify the question. You mentioned that you were working with Mavericks, uh, even without knowing that they were Mavericks, you didn't know you were a Maverick. And uh, talking uh, with like troublesome people, T tell me a bit uh, more about you. that. Yeah, tell me a bit more about that work and how it links to what you're doing now. Yeah, so that really began when I was in, in corporate work, really. So I was um, head of HR in a number of organisations. So I was the one that was called in to deal with this individual. And I would be like, oh, it's, you know, that's not really a problem. You just need to go. And I'd go off and just talk to them. And then they would be doing the things they need to do. And, and people would be really surprised. And to me, it was really, really obvious. And it's because I understood what the issues were because I would probably have reacted in the same way. That's, that's really fascinating. Um, I'm, I'm taking this in a different context because <laughs> my, um, uh, my, my background was working with young people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're working with young people, you always have the troublesome kids in the classroom. And sometimes some of the most troublesome kids, some of the smartest kids that are there, that's why they're troublesome because they are disengaged. Like this mm -hmm. stuff is too easy for them or mm -hmm. the school system or the teachers don't have a way to engage them. Is that the same that happens also in the corporate space just with adults and not with kids? I think that's really true because mavericks only follow rules that make sense. So if they don't make sense, they're not doing them. So you would see that in the child. So if you would, so if the teacher says to do this and it makes no sense to do that, or you can see that by following this rule, you still won't achieve the thing you're going for. There's no point in starting. But when you're young, you don't have the language and the ability to actually explain that very well. Mm. Um, well, actually, in fact, I see many adults don't have the language to explain that very well either. Um, and that's something I had to learn myself is to contextualize my thinking and to explain rather than me just saying, no, I'm not doing that. Or that's stupid. I had to say, <laughs> I can understand how you would feel like that. But if we did that, it wouldn't actually achieve the goals we're setting out to be. This, let me explain why, as opposed to shorthand or no, not doing I, that. I now, I now need to call my mom and tell them, you know, mom, I'm a maverick. You know, that's why I gave you so much trouble when I was a kid. Because mm. <laughs> that's true. It's like they don't follow, don't follow rules that don't make Makes sense. Like if, sense. I can't, if I can't understand why am I doing this, what's the point of even doing it? Yeah, it's like it's no point in because the thing is, is that you can see the end result of a action before it started. So if you can see it's not going to work, it's a waste of your time to start. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. So. 
that makes perfect sense to me. But so how does he contextualize like what happens in leadership? Is that a leader that is a maverick? So someone is like a maverick and now becomes in a position of leadership and how they deal with, or is that how to deal with the, if you're a leader, how to deal with mavericks in your team, for example, <laughs> or both? It can be both. So not, you do not have to be a maverick to be a maverick leader, because as I said, there's the personality of a maverick. Um, so like you and me, we are mavericks. It's our personality. We, we can work, be maverick, go home, we're maverick. Some people I call maverick behaviorists are only maverick in their area of expertise. So at work, they could be very mavericky and then they can come home and be, yes, dear, I'll do this, you know, more compliant. And I think for me, maverick leadership is a way of being, it's a way of working. It's, it's leading because what you're doing is for the greater good. It's bigger than who you are but it's influencing people. It's not manipulating. It's making sure stuff are done and it's being principled. So if you're thinking of like Jacinda in New Zealand, Mm -hmm. Barack Obama, people like that who are, let's work for something that is bigger than what we are, but I'm principled about it and we're going to do this the right way and I'm going to bring you along with me. Now, I want to ask you, what, what, when was the time when you realized that this was going to be your field of work? Because <laughs> I'm curious to hear the backstory. <laughs> <laughs> when did I realize? You know what? I got outed. Sounds really funny. Um, there was this, this guy that I, I knew very well um, in his business network. And he said, Jude, you need to out yourself as a maverick. Stop talking about this is what mavericks do and this is what you need to do and make it personal because it is personal. And it wasn't like I was hiding it. I just didn't realise it. And I think it's because at that stage I was looking at mavericks and saying, because I see mavericks as two types of people, socialised mavericks. So those are working for the greater good and extreme mavericks are working for themselves. And I was only coming across extreme mavericks. So what some of the traits I could see, I was like, I'm not like that. So and then when I started to really research and go deeper, I can now live with the title. Yes, I am a maverick and I'm proud of it. And I can I can wear the badge. I can can wear the badge because I'm not one of those other ones. (laughs) <laughs> and, and so what are the, let's first of all, uh, clarify and identify what are the characteristics of a maverick, either so someone who is listening, they say, okay, this is me, or someone that uh, even if they're, done, they're listening, they're not a maverick or watching, and they're not a maverick, they can recognize mavericks in their lives, in their teams. So what are the characteristics that make someone a maverick? Okay, there's two things. So in terms of a maverick is someone that um, I say they whine. And that's an acronym. So, so they have will so <laughs> they have willful intention. They are going to do something because they want to do it. They have an honest belief in the thing that they're doing. So quite often when you don't know why a maverick's doing something, what's the honest belief that they're working from? That's what you should be looking for. They're influential, they're knowledgeable, and the knowledge is not just that they're a specialist in a certain thing, they're much broader and deeper with their knowledge. Um, they're execution and output driven and they're success driven. So that's how you would recognize a maverick. So these are all the traits of a maverick. And uh, 
Um, you mentioned also that there are people that are more now they they are the extreme. You have mavericks that work for the greater good and mavericks that are doing it for themselves. In your experience, how is there a clear line where you can identify really quickly one or the other, or you need to do some fine tuning before you realize <laughs> what type of maverick you're dealing with? Yeah, there is a continuum, and most mavericks hit extreme and bounce back towards socializing but if you're looking at an extreme maverick everything that they do is focused on themselves mm -hmm. so for example all mavericks value loyalty and reputation socialized mavericks look at loyalty i'm loyal to you and you're loyal to me an extreme maverick is you're loyal to me <laughs> I'll dump you as soon as I That's can. <laughs> I'm okay. not going to lose my job over protecting you. You're gone. You know, um, reputation is a really good one. So, reputation, socialized mavericks care about the reputation that they have and the people they're around. So, if you have a poor reputation, if you have no integrity, mm -hmm. the socialized maverick is not hanging around. Whereas an extreme maverick isn't that concerned about that. As right. long as as, you know, they're not really that bothered as long as they're getting what they want so if you if you've got two mavericks in front of you and one is focused it's all about morals it's all about the moral intention mm -hmm. so if someone is thinking about themselves and what can they get they're going to be extreme and if they're thinking about what can we get they're going to be socialized or socialized that becomes the difference like for can i get versus what can we get no, an extreme it's... yeah because an extreme maverick will manipulate mm -hmm. and a social maverick will influence and that's a major difference no that's that, that's interesting because i uh, know i never had a, a word but everything you're explaining you're you're describing is a lot of like a strong sides of my character um, so I'm, I know you are talking and I'm like, I'm a socialized maverick. Like, totally. <laughs> you need because, to read my book, Simone. You'll know more. 100%. 100%. So what's, the, what's the, the name of the book? So we can let people, everyone know here okay. who is listening. It's The Maverick Paradox, uh -huh. The Secret Power Behind Successful Leaders. So the Maverick Paradox, make sure you scroll in the show notes if you're listening or watching, because there's going to be the link. I'm going to be talking about the book in a moment. But if everyone is already eager, is already listening, that's just going to be the book right now. Uh, so you have uh, two different sides. You have the socialized Maverick, you have the extreme Maverick. And uh, is that difficult for Mavericks to lead? Or is that easier compared to other type of personalities for a maverick to lead? What has been your experience? Let's say someone is a maverick and is a leader. Okay, an extreme maverick will lead and they're really hard to work with because they're very charming. They're very nice. They're very manipulative. They know all your weaknesses and they will use them. So they will be very power hungry um, and their style will work whilst they're successful. Socialized Maverick's way more fun. <laughs> so it's all about um, working with you. You're very clear. You, the, the thing about leadership is there should be no surprises. So you should know the leader. You should know the leader. And you. so if something happens, whether it's good or bad, you kind of know how they're going to react. So you're more likely to tell people straight away because you know they're not going to react in a weird way because you know them. You it's the nature of the person. And you talked before about 
but a maverick leader is it about managing mavericks yes it can be but maverick leadership is a is a way of leading people so as okay. i said before you don't need to be a maverick to do that so but anyone can be a maverick leader like they anybody don't need to have a maverick personality to be a maverick no. leader no mm. because again you could be if you're compliant if you're a sort of conformist you'll probably struggle because conformist are rule uh, stickers um, but if you are if you want if you want to survive now with the way that covid is you know the pandemic and everything else you need to be change eager and maverick leadership enables people to be change eager and make sure that they get things done in the right way and with other with, with everybody involved so it becomes a way of being. It becomes like an embodiment of qualities and characteristic rather than being this is me or this is not me and then a matter of personality. Because I know when you're talking about uh, Maverick, you're talking uh, uh, about three specific traits that they have, which you have also in your background, um, which is uh, uh, strategize, innovate, and execute. How does three these three elements, uh, they coexist uh, inside maverick leadership and the concept of maverick leadership wow that's a really cool question okay let me think about that so basically right so if you think about strategizing that's this is about looking at what needs to be done why does it need to doubt to be done and what's its purpose so all maverick leaders that are effective don't start a job without knowing where it's going or where it's proposed to be going mm -hmm. The innovation comes from looking at the different data points, the different connections that can be made. So there isn't a maverick leader anywhere that starts a conversation with what did you do before? You know, always will start what's the problem and explain to me what's not working. And then the innovation goes around fixing the problem, but it doesn't start with what have you done before? And execution, as I said before, you know, every maverick leader prize themselves in their ability to execute well you know um because there's no point in there's no point in starting something if you're not going to execute it so there's no um people that will struggle with finishing <laughs> if you're a maverick leader mm -hmm. um because it will it will get done because it's all about reputation as well we said we'll do it so we will do it it's the commitment we make so there is a stronger element of a kind of social pressure around this to uh, making sure, which I think is very healthy in this environment when we are keeping the promises that we make. We say, okay, we're going to do this. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to deliver. But now I have like something here in my mind because you said everyone can be a maverick leader. And I can already see people listening right now. They're sending me telepathic messages. At the <laughs> and they, they are saying, oh, but I'm not a finisher. So I can't be a maverick leader. I'm not a strategist. So I can't be a maverick leader. I don't know how to execute stuff. I can't be a maverick leader. But you said that everyone can be a maverick leader. So what would you say to those people that are sending me the telepathic messages right now? <laughs> right. First of all, I would say all of those things with yet at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's six decisions that you make and this is about being driven. You can see I like my acronyms, okay? So the first one's determination. So you decide that you're going to do a thing. Mm -hmm. The next is reputation. So have a reputation for integrity 
And what I mean by that, integrity is seen in two parts. One is the character. So, you know, am I trustworthy? Will I do what I say? The other is wholeness. Is what I do and what I say the same? Is it linked together? Is there a gap? Is there a facade? I stands for influence. So all maverick leaders learn how to influence and we can all learn how to influence. Uh, the V is for versatility. So don't stick to dogma. The, you know, if you're reading something on Facebook, investigate it. <laughs> don't just believe it because someone told you to. Mm. You know, it's very anti-maverick to do that. Um, e is about execution, talked about before. And N is narration. So the, the last decision is, is telling the tale, right? Really good leaders tell you a story. So something you got you're in an organization, change needs to happen. You say, you know, guess what? This is what's going to happen. Can you imagine if? And you paint the story and you pace people through that journey. And it's exciting and it's fun. And I think that, you know, I've spent years teaching, training, consulting, mentoring individuals and organizations how to become more maverick leaders in, in the things that they're doing. It's definitely possible, requires some work but all good things require work for them to achieve. So everyone can, and I love the, the fact that these are all skills that can be attained and we can all work towards it. Um, can you repeat again uh, the different points of the acronym? Oh, uh, driven. Yeah, yeah, driven. Yeah. Yeah, repeat them um, so for everyone that, because if you're not <laughs> written them down, write them down right now. <laughs> They're sending me telepathic messages. Like, can you repeat them again? Okay, determination reputation, influence, versatility, execution, and narration. And it's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you have them, and here you have them. Yeah. So now I would love to ask you like a practical example, because now we've talked uh, so far in this interview more about the theory, about uh, being a maverick, being a maverick leader, what who is a maverick, who is not, what does it mean to be a maverick, and so on. But I would love to see from your experience, maybe an organization that you have worked with, that uh, you either work with a leader who is a maverick leader, that you say, they set the bar, they set the example of maverick leadership mm -hmm. is, or someone that you worked with them and you turned them into a maverick leader and the organization turned around. You can pick whatever example you prefer. But I would love to hear about how organizations or businesses can implement this based on an example that you have okay um i worked with an organization and i was called in to work with the leadership team because the the ceo wanted the leaders to be more autonomous and he wanted them to think in a much more strategic senior method mm -hmm. um so they were good at what they were doing, but they was, there were some issues about stepping up into those new roles. Because obviously, probably like most people, if you've never done it before, you don't know what you need to do. Yeah. So what I did was I designed um, a Maverick Leadership Programme specifically for those individuals. And we looked at how to strategize and evade and execute. We looked at the those six decisions. And we looked at wines and we actually pivoted the business to use those as a method of organisation and structure. So the difference went, so they went from uh, being a really, obviously a good business to begin with, but they were turning over more money. They were dealing with um, employees 
that were difficult to work with in the past and they were able to action things straight away. So one of the key features when I work with individuals is to take something live that they're working on and apply the principles within that intervention so that when they leave, they can immediately put it in place. And that was a lot of the feedback. It was like, we did this yesterday and this morning I phoned up and told them to do this. And now this is happening. And it was really exciting because you could see over the days exactly what they were implementing. And now, you know, a year later or, or so, I'm still hearing all this stuff. And it's just great because you're just like, wow, I had this little part in, in the difference it's made to people. And because Maverick Leadership is about who you are and what you do, I often hear about people telling me the impact in their personal life. And I think that's amazing because I'm not talking to them about their personal life, but they are taking those principles and applying it and arguing less with their partners, getting on better with their children, you know, doing that sort of stuff. And it's, it's nice because, you know, it's not what's expected. So that's when you know it's working really well because I expect the business to improve. I expect them to get more work, but to see them saying this is, this is what's happening in my personal life because of this course or, or whatever I'm doing with them. That's fantastic. Because leadership is an aspect that influences every single area of our Everything. life. Uh, influences Everything. our personal relationships, our friendships, uh, the relationship with ourselves, how we lead our own life, how we lead our businesses, how we lead other people. Leadership is everywhere. And uh, I agree with you when you're implementing like, those um, concepts and you improve as a leader in an organization. Then suddenly you're like, oh, I can do this in my personal life. Let me take and implement this part and see how can I make my personal life better. And uh, I love uh, how long lasting the change is because it's mm. not uh, just uh, a short term fix. That's what I'm hearing saying about mother yeah. leadership It's not a short term fix. It is a way of being. It is a changing a way of being. And so now the question I have, and I'm playing a bit of a devil advocate with you. In this <laughs> I know I'm not going to give you an easier one, but I have uh, I have the, the people that telepath sending me telepathic messages. So <laughs> I gotta I gotta tell this to you because some people say, but but change can be difficult, and change mm. can take a long time. How was your experience uh, about people adapting to this new way of leadership that they might have not have not used before? Okay. Well, one, I always say to people, being a leader is about being courageous. It's about courage. So you have to do that. And I think it's about, you need to give people a compelling reason to change because mm. otherwise the change is not going to happen. So it has to be compelling for them, not compelling for me, but compelling for them. And I think because it's about, working out what the issues are and what risk you know as a maverick leader you're not frightened of those difficult questions so and you have created an environment where people will come and tell you how things really are so you can have that conversation and say what are you afraid of and then they will tell you and it sounds like pick try and then they will tell you but they will because of these other areas that you brought up if you understand change and you understand the the curve that people go through and you can pace people through that change and you will say you know any change program that I'm doing with somebody I will say you know you will feel angry and that's okay because when you feel angry xyz or you know things will be great but what you will see so when you're helping people through change 
especially if they're leaders, you're demonstrating to them what their team will be feeling. So straight away, you've got empathy and because people get frightened. So yeah. often leaders do change poorly because they're frightened of the response of the employee. So they'll just say, I'm sorry, we're going to have to sack you by. You know, <laughs> and it's like, what? So they won't hold the feelings of the individual. And that's what you're, so that's what you're also training. So change can be difficult. I don't necessarily think, it necessarily is going to be long because I think it's about people try to change attitudes, yeah. which is why it takes a long time. And you should be looking at changing behavior because when I behave differently, when you behave differently, the cognitive dissonance that is set up means that you will, you will need to change for that. So you will make that change to become more comfortable. I'm not doing it to you but you will do it to yourself because of all those other reasons we mentioned. It's a very self-empowered decision. And there is a strong reason why for them to change, they are involved in the process of changing rather than having someone else and say, hey, you, you got to be a maverick leader. Uh, <laughs> but it is about how the environment is set up for the maverick leadership behavior to emerge within the organization. So starting from the creation of an environment of empathy of open communication where people can express how they feel. They can express if they're afraid of something, if they are happy about something, if they are proud of something, whatever emotion they're feeling, which now creates an open environment where change takes place. Because like, we are using, I asked you the question about how does it take to change? Like, can anyone be a maverick leader? Does it take long to change this behavior? But sometimes also this kind of change on a structural level becomes a necessity for a company. Yeah, it's about people come to me and ask me to design, say, a training program or something like that. And I will say, what is it that you really want to change? What's the behavior? Because there's the stated goal and the real goal. And I always make sure I'm, I'm obviously hitting what they're saying, but hitting the real reason underneath it. And that's the bit that makes the change happen is to understand what are the real drivers? Is it because people are scared? Is it because people just don't know how to do something? What, what is the thing? And I'm not afraid to call and name the emotion that's underneath it hmm. because leadership is courageous. And I think it's about role modeling and people see that. And you share of yourself when you're doing these things. So you share your experiences. And I think people want to buy into that. And being a maverick leader is fun. It's joyful and who doesn't want to be doing that you know people buy into that because it's great <laughs> so if someone wants to become a maverick leader you mentioned that you have your book uh, the maverick paradox so tell us more about uh, the book uh, what is the journey that will like if i buy the book what can i expect oh it's been called the blueprint to leadership it's been called by uh, by someone in one of the reviews what you would expect is if you do not know how to lead, you're not sure how to make a difference. This book shows you the different types of individuals they are. It tells you how power is utilized. It tells you the keystone type of capabilities and competencies that you need and the strategies to move forward. So it really takes you from that I have been given a compelling reason to change and I don't know how. So rather than giving you a load of theory, load of concepts, they're quite practical in the sense of um, these are the types of competencies that you'll need to be able to do this and why. And here are some examples. So one of the things that people like about the book is 
that the case studies are like dialogues. So you're actually almost like watching a story of somebody going through it and then an assessment as to what took place. So it's not cold and dry. So I think the book starts off with a, with a, a conversation with a manager and the HR and the HR wanting to sack an employee and the manager too frightened to do it. So what does that mean? How does that work? And they figure out what has to happen. And, and, and it's the, so it's very much like that. So people go, yeah, this feels really real. Or I remember having a conversation like this or I saw someone doing that. So there are a lot of practical examples that people can see, okay, actually this is a real situation and this is where I can actually physically apply whatever I'm learning in uh, the book, which also I think makes the best kind of books, in particular in this field around leadership, because you don't want to have a bunch of theories that you're never going to be able to apply, or you might understand <laughs> the theory, but you don't know where to apply in practice. But now with this, you have. So if someone wants to buy the book, The Maverick's Paradox, The Maverick Paradox, what is the best way and what is the best also way to reach out to you if someone wants to work with you? Okay, head over to Amazon is the best place to get the book. And if you want to reach out to me, you can email me at judith at maverickparadox.com. Check out the website, maverickparadox.co.uk. Okay, so uh, make sure you reach out to Judith at judith at maverickparadox.com or visit the website maverickparadox.com uk and you can get the book on amazon don't worry don't need to remember all the links make sure you scroll down right <laughs> now and you can get the links in the show notes and make sure you connect with judith straight away because leadership whether you like it or not is something that you as a business owner you have to deal with and you're leading whether you're leading your family whether you're leading your organization whether you're leading your business whether you're leading yourself Leadership lessons and leadership training is one of the best training you will ever, or books or resources, you will ever be able to invest in yourself and have an incredible return because you can use them in every single area. So make sure you get the book right now, scroll down and get it straight away. Judith, has been incredible having you on the show and really enjoyed the conversation. And I know I've been a bit mean and I've been a bit more the devil's advocate, but I I think it's important to see, and what I loved about the, the interview that we had is, first of all, the different types of mavericks, how the people can recognize which people they are dealing with as well, and also how to practically implement the maverick, the, the maverick leadership in, into our business. So really appreciate it. Now, if we were to summarize this interview with one final <laughs> message you want to leave with everyone with, what would the final message be? Okay. I, my final message would be that everyone can be a maverick leader, and that includes business owners, because the ability to strategize, innovate, and execute enables you to increase your revenue and attract the people towards you. So I think sometimes when people think about maverick leadership, they think of it only in the corporate space, but it's very relevant to everybody, whether you're running a business, working in corporate, or as an individual. Awesome. Thank you very much, Judith. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. And uh, if you have, make sure you connect with Judith. All the can, all the links are in the show notes. And uh, if you have not subscribed to the show, make sure you subscribe right now. And uh, if you enjoy the conversation, uh, let us know. Leave us a review and uh, let me know what did you enjoy the most about this interview. And all the reviews that you're giving, they're really helping the show. So if you've been listening for a while. Uh, your regular listeners or you've been listening for the first time you haven't left a review yet 
this is the time to do now so you can support our work. Having said that, for me and Judith is everything. And we'll see you the next episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. <laughs>